AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome once again to the Church of the Week program. My name is Marcus Burgos. I am your host and you're listening to AM 630 The Word. And uh, I want to share with you something that I've been contemplating these last couple of days. And it has to do with the promises of God. And uh, as we read the Bible, as we pray and we hope for things and we ask God for things, Sometimes we feel like, you know what, God is not going to answer my prayer. He's never going to. When is God going to do this? When is? And, and there's, a, there's a scripture in the Bible in the Old Testament. I, I, I love the Old Testament. And in the book of Genesis, talking about Abraham and, and Sarah, and it comes through. It is a come through verse for me. And the verse is in chapter 21 at the beginning, and it says, The Lord kept his word. And did for Sarah exactly what he had promised. She became pregnant and she gave birth to a son for Abraham in his old age. This happened at just the time God had said it would. And Abraham named their son Isaac. I love those three verses there in chapter 21 of of, uh, Genesis. Because after all of the worrying, after all of the finagling, after Abraham got tired of, and Sarah got tired of trying to help God do what he said he would do, God finally, he came through on what he said he would do just the way he said. And sometimes it's up to us to kind of say, okay, God, if you promised it, then I'm, I'm going to let you come through with it. I'm not going to help you. If you said by your stripes we are healed, then I'm just going to trust you. I'm going to take care of my health. I'm going to do some exercise, but I'm going to, I'm going to trust you. If, if you said that you would do this thing, then, then I'm going to trust you. And so today, what this verse brings to me, I want to share with you, and that is peace. He did exactly what he said he would do, and he did it exactly when he said he was going to do it. And so let that verse give you peace today and just, just relax. And know that God is in control. Nothing happens in our life that is out of God's control. And so let's just trust him in this. Today I have a new guest in the studio. And I, and I say this, I think I say this every time. I love the fact that there are many women traveling across the globe. And they're preaching the gospel to, to millions and in arenas and, and in fields. And, and they're just jumping on an airplane and crossing the world and preaching to another group of people. But there's a special place in my heart for those men and women that are local, that are, that are pastors. Uh, they're, not, they're not merely preachers. They're, they're pastors. And when they're pastors, that comes with a burden, uh, a burden that, that we care and, and we love our flock and we love our congregation. And a pastor is a special person, man or woman, because they tend to answer the phone when you call. Uh, they tend to uh, uh, be there when you need them, hospital visits and, and praying for the children and, and doing our weddings and our funerals and our dedications and all these celebrations that we do. And so there's a special place in my heart for those men and women that are local. And we bump into them at the local uh, Walmart and, and shopping center, and we see them and we live our lives with them. 
And so I want to welcome today Pastor Reedy. He is the senior pastor of Mount Calvary Lutheran Church. And uh, Pastor Reedy, thank you for coming. Welcome to Church of the Week program. Well, it's a real blessing to be with you today, and we thank you for inviting us to come and speak with you today and to share some thoughts uh, with uh, our brothers and sisters here in San Antonio. Thank you for for, uh, accepting the invitation. And so I want to talk to you about you first. We'll get we'll get to the church and and we'll we'll get there. But I want to I want to find out a little bit of your history, your testimony, your story. Are you from San Antonio? Where are you from? How did you find San Antonio? How long have you been here? Just give me a little picture of who you are. Well, ironically enough, I am a born and bred Tennessee hillbilly. All right. Who made his way to Texas eventually, like many Tennesseans did much earlier. Yeah. Uh, but I was raised in the Church of God, Anderson, and I had a dear friend of mine in college, or I'm sorry, in high school, who invited me to go to church with him one Sunday, and it was to a Lutheran church, which happened to be the only Lutheran church in town. And I was very impressed with the people. They were extremely welcoming, and um, theology was a bit different from what I grew up on, mm-hmm. and I was a bit concerned about that. And the pastor of that church made me a promise. He said, if you'll sit down and we'll talk theology Mm -hmm. through the pages of Scripture, if I'm wrong, I'll change. If you're wrong, will you consider joining the church? And here I am, a Lutheran pastor. (laughs) There you go. So I came to San Antonio, actually, in 2013 on active duty orders with the United States Air Force. I uh, had been sent here for specialized training in trauma care and clinical pastoral education over at what is uh, now known as San Antonio Military Medical Center. Long story short, God had other plans. Yeah. I had a health issue develop, and I wound up uh, retiring from the military just a little bit earlier than I anticipated. Had a couple of job offers to uh, hospitals here for clinical chaplaincy, which was what my training was in, and that was what I was planning to do. And uh, the congregation that I'm in now had just lost a beloved pastor who had been there for 30 years. Wow. And it was put on my radar. And long story short, they are such a wonderful family of God. They talked me out of that other job and, and convinced me that God wanted me to come and serve with them. And it has been a blessing for me to be with them. They really are a blessing. Uh, to my life and a great bunch of people, and I enjoy serving with them every day. You know, San Antonio is blessed to have the military here because we have we get we get so many people coming into the city, and it's because of the military. They're they're here for that reason, or they got they found us. They didn't even know anything about San Antonio until they got stationed here. And you'd be surprised how many pastors I interview with your same type of testimony that they had no plans of coming to Texas, nonetheless, San Antonio, but now they're here because of some time they spent at, at the different, you know, in the air force or what have you. And so that's one of the, the blessings of this. And it brings a different flavor uh, to, to this beautiful city. You know, we're not all the same because we're not all from the same place. We have different backgrounds. And, and so I, I, I appreciate your, your testimony 
of how that came about. You were a young man at that point. How old were you? Actually, this was about uh, four years ago. Ah. So this was a fairly – I've been in Mount Calvary for about four years now. Wait, your your conversion when you sat Oh, with the my pastor. conversion when I, yes. be, when I became a Lutheran was right. – I was about 19. And I went into the pastorate. Once I completed all my education, I was 30 years old. So I've been a parish pastor – for about nine years before I went on active duty. Right. Uh, and then I served on active duty for a while. I had some prior reserve time with the Navy, so that put me within window of retirement. But um, it's been an interesting road. Yeah. God has taken me to many, many places. I never thought I'd wind up in San Antonio, but I've been blessed to wind up in San Antonio. But as far as your, the military diversity, you're absolutely correct. My congregation's a very diverse congregation we have quite a few military retired veterans active duty and there are many interesting stories like the my neighbor across the street is a uh, army wounded warrior really? and serves on the u.s paralympic hockey team oh wow and was in korea during the during the games and is a gold medalist and you just never know who your next door neighbor is going to be that's right san antonio is a really wonderful city in that way isn't isn't that that that's so interesting? And it reminds me, it makes me think. I'm always thinking Bible, especially when I'm in the studio with with a pastor and and the Good Samaritan, and how we cannot just overlook and allow whoever we are, title or calling, to to take us away from the love of people. What, what you know is is would that be how how would you take that another step, Pastor? Well, I think part of that. Going to a little bit to who our congregation is, that really is part of what makes them tick. It's yeah. part of what convinced me to go ahead and come back to parish ministry, even though I had pursued other qualifications. Um, there were three things about the church that impressed me. That was one of them. They were a congregation that they really do care about each other. They care about providing and taking care of one another. They're in a variety of stations in their life. I have some people that are very well off and some people that are not. And not only that, but we live in an area of town that's sort of a blending line right. between people who are who are pretty well blessed in life and those who have no homes whatsoever. Mm. And so we try really hard during the day to provide assistance to them. You know, we'll do a little sack lunch, and then if we can engage with them about the resources that are available at Haven for Hope, because we have some members that are extremely dedicated supporters for Haven for Hope. Right. And so we're able to get people funneled into the resources down there. It's a really wonderful opportunity to kind of bring those two communities together at, in that geographical space that we're located in. And isn't that our job? Yes, it is, actually. As, as ministry, as pastors— I remember uh, in in the Bible where where Moses tells Aaron and and the plague is coming and people are just dropping and he says he says take the censer and he st he says stand in the middle of the living between the mid the living and the dead and pretty much that's where we live that's where ministry happens you know and ministry is if you're looking to be rich and famous. Ministry is probably not on your on your list of things to go into. It, it, I don't. I, that's not my definition anyway. But uh, 
however, if you want to touch lives, if you want to be on the cutting edge, <laughs> you know, of where of where God is and what he's doing and being a part of that ministry really is something that that you should consider. What attracted you to ministry? In those early days when uh, I bumped into the Lutheran Church and began to really take my spirituality seriously, it made a big difference in my life. Not to get too deeply personal, but at that point in time, I was a very different person. Mm -hmm. I weighed about 420 pounds and wasn't going anywhere fast, literally. (laughs) And over the course of a couple of years, starting with this church and starting with making college open up for me, uh, giving me a decent job, other various things, God started sort of transforming some things for me. And it made such a difference to realize that God does indeed engage people in their life and can transform lives. And I wanted to be a part of that. And I I wanted to be able to make a difference. I remember I was in a boot camp in the Navy and we'd been given a little free time and I was sitting outside getting some air. And I remember praying, God, I never asked it to be easy. And this ain't easy. I just asked it to be possible. But whatever you want me to do, let it make a difference. And then I came back and I started asking myself, what can I do to make a difference? And I couldn't think of any way other than ministry that would make more difference. Because rich or poor, settled, healthy, and whatever, there's one thing that's in common. The day's coming when all those things will go away. That's right. When we'll be down to our last dozen breaths and eternity is looming that's what matters, and that's where the difference is. And Christ makes a difference. And I felt called by him to tell people he really does change things. He changes eternal destiny. Hmm. And I wanted that message to be a part of my life. And God has blessed me to preach that message in Europe and Iraq and D.C. and now in San Antonio. It, wow. and, and lots of other places in between. Well, that's a great testimony. I, I love that that burden from within. You know, there's a lot of different things that call people or they feel the, the calling into ministry. But uh, when you say you want to make a difference, what greater impact could you have on a person than on their eternity? You know, because we all know you can't take it with you. No. So it's it's great to have it, but you can't. You can't take it with you, and but it, it's more important to have what you can take. It what's going to open the the doors on the other side. You know, I remember somebody asking, "If God were to ask you at the gates, why should I let you into my heaven?" You know, what would be your response? You know, and uh, that usually catches people by saying, "Well, I, I'm I'm a nice guy. I'm a, you know." But, you know, have you accepted Jesus Christ? Have you, that's, that's the only answer you can give. And, and so that's the impact, that ministry, and I, what I'm hearing from you, that you're seeking to have today. Would you, would you, if, I mean, we have, we have many listeners right now in the time that we have. Would you perhaps uh, offer 
uh, an impacting sermonette. So give me a minute uh, of something that perhaps you can challenge our listeners with today as they're driving down 410, 21, 35, uh, something to consider, so a seed to drop in their in their heart. Okay, so take take this. This is the core of the gospel as we understand it. When you stand at the doors, as you say, of the pearly gates right. and, and, and are asked the question or you even ask yourself the question, why would God let me in? Remember the words from Revelation. These are those who have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. We're let in because Christ wants us in mm-hmm. as he prayed his priestly prayer right before going down the path of Gethsemane to the cross, saying, God, my Father, I want them to be with me where I am. He really does mean that. And he died on a cross to make it happen. That's how we get in. And that's the power of faith. The gift of God is where our treasure is. And that. That's what I would want our folks to take to heart as they're driving around San Antonio listening to the radio. Uh, two things. One, take to heart that you are saved, you are mm-hmm. forgiven uh, by the blood of Christ. And secondly, be very careful driving in San Antonio traffic. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it's awesome what, what, you're, what you're saying uh, because it is his will. That none should perish, you know, and that we would all have a eternal life. I've come to seek and save the lost, yes. you know. So it's it's not about, I don't know if, you know, there's no doubt. No, the price was paid. And so now it's up to you to come in and accept the gift of eternal life. And uh, now maybe you're listening today and you're wondering, man, who is this? Well, this is Pastor Reedy, and he is senior pastor of Mount Calvary Lutheran Church. Uh, and my name is Marcus Burgos, and you're listening to the Church of the Week program. Now, Pastor, tell me about the church. Where can we find this church? Where are you located? Mount Calvary is located pretty near to Fort Sam uh, at 308 Mount Calvary Drive, uh, right off Austin Highway behind the large Target Shopping Center. It'd be hard to miss us. We've got a big, giant steeple that towers over the top of the Target. Um, <laughs> So uh, right on the road there, uh, and everybody's welcome. We would love to have anybody visit with us that would be looking to hear the gospel. Right. You're more than welcome. So if you're liking what you're hearing, I want to invite you, and I'll have the pastor as well invite you, but you're right behind the Target and Austin Highway. Mm-hmm. Austin Highway and Mount Calvary Drive. And Mount Calvary Drive. Not too many churches have are, are on the a street named... <laughs> <laughs> for the church and that's a great that's a great way to to know where where your address is and so now you're also on the internet and uh your website is mtcsa.org yes that's correct and we also live stream our services services are at 8:30 and 11 o'clock and both services are live streamed professionally so if you're not able to visit us in person, if you're a shut-in or homebound or, or otherwise away and you want to participate in a service, you're more than welcome to tune in. There's a link at the top of the website that takes you very easily into the video stream. And that's MTC. 
sa.org. That is correct. All right. The service time is at 8.30 Sunday morning, and the second service? At 11 o'clock. Both the same services. We're a traditional liturgical church, and so both services are going to be traditional. Um, And we have education hour in between with a wide variety of educational opportunities across the generational folks that would be there so from young to old there's, right. there's so if multiple. we go if we go with our children we'll have there'll be something there. there will be something for all your children of whatever age level they're in and we have a large class for those who like large lecture-like classes we have a smaller class for people that may be a little older don't hear quite as well and would prefer a little smaller environment and more personal interaction lots of options going on all right, right. so it's the one-stop shop uh, for church, well, that's the you know I said there are three things that make Mount Calvary special. I've touched on all three, but one is they're very close. They care about each other. The second one is we're a very traditional church. We clearly believe Scripture's inspired and errant, and mm-hmm. that it means what it says. And we use traditional worship forms. We're not into cultural adoptionism, right. as, I, as I call it. And then thirdly. Um, we have a huge emphasis. This church has always had this emphasis on Christian education. And so those are the three things that really kind of make us specialist. You know, I like, I like what you said about not looking like the culture. Uh, I think that's unfortunately one of the, the errors many churches are, are making because we are to be different. We are, we are to look different and not try to emulate others, but, but let's... Let's be different, and because we're different, I think that is what makes the church special. Because if they want to be, I, I, I say that, I say this at my church: if you want to be entertained, you're probably not going to go to church Sunday morning. Uh, that's go to the movies, go to a baseball game, go see the missions if, for entertainment. But when you need something beyond entertainment, uh, when entertainment and movies and and whatever else you're distracting yourself with has has reached its end and you're still lacking then you're going to you're going to want more and eventually i believe you're going to start looking for god and if you're looking for truth or you're looking for god you'll find him yes from a lutheran tradition we we have a formal term for our worship what we call the divine service but basically what that means from the german gottesdienst but what that basically means is that God is serving us. Mm-hmm. And for those that aren't familiar with the liturgical framework, there's a lot of dialogue or reciprocity where a pastor will say something, the congregation says something, and there's a distinct order to the service. But the primary focus of it is to saturate the entire service with Holy Scripture because we firmly believe that God gathers us together to give us the gifts of his kingdom. That's the purpose of why the church comes together. Sinners come together. In fact, we start our service with a confession of sin. I confess that I've sinned in thought, word, and deed. We confess this. We started off with this so that we can receive the promise of forgiveness. We saturate the service with Scripture, giving God's people the gifts of God's kingdom so that then they can go out and live their lives glorifying this God who so richly blesses us. And he does it his way. Mm -hmm. His way of doing things is pretty different from the way we do everything else. I mean, I about guarantee 
you do your job, you get paid. That's right. It just doesn't work that way in a church. In a church, he does the job, and we still get paid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I love, I love that opening. Uh, I didn't know that. Uh, I, didn't, I don't really know too much about the, the Lutheran church and, and the liturgy of it. However, I really do like that opening where you open up with a, a confession and and kind of you know let's let's get this out of the way i i if any if anything's going to hinder this relationship it'll be sin and so let's deal with that right now most churches deal with that at the end after the preacher has preached and and did everything and now we deal with the with the differences but that you do that at the beginning that's i i, I really respect that that's really i love that idea i love that idea i may i may try to implement that in my, in my no, church, see how good. that goes. <laughs> pray for me. I will pray for you because the other thing about churches, they don't always like change. Change. <laughs> That's not how we do things around here. Yes. yes. So, Pastor, one last time, would you invite San Antonio? We have a couple of seconds left. Invite him over to church. How do they, do they need to go dressed in a three-piece suit? What's no, the, no, what's no. The deal? We dress codes. Not These are not people that are going to get uptight about the way you're dressed. But yes, we we have a lot of visitors because of our location, so they're very used to people coming and going. If you're in town just for a visit, if you're looking for a church, if you just want to fill out a church, uh, you're more than welcome. We love to have people come and worship with us. Um, and again, all of our information is on our website. All right, so uh, mtcsa.org, Mount Calvary Lutheran Church. San Antonio, thank you for listening to the Church of the Week. Thank you, Pastor Reedy, for being with us. God bless you, San Antonio. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com.